0: Flat out RC time once again. Welcome back to the podcast where we talk all things radio-controlled flight. We're talking radio-controlled planes, drones, and helis. My name's Andrew Still, coming to you from the land down under in Melbourne, Australia. I always like to introduce myself. It's the only real platform where I actually introduce myself. All my other stuff, I sort of don't care, but I think, I don't know, I just think it's polite for me to introduce myself and tell you where I'm from because we do have listeners all around the world, and thank you once again, no matter where you are for checking in with the flat out rc podcast good episode we have uh, a special guest talking well, a bit of everything but um we'll be talking a bit about jets with uh john carney is our special guest all the way from queensland so uh before we get to john let's have a look at what's been on my mind <laughs> haven't already don't forget to subscribe to the flat out rc podcast whilst you're here press that subscribe button so you'll be notified every week when the latest episode is live uh, there's a lot of people that still don't know about the podcast when you know some people just haven't got around to, to listen to any podcast so if, if you're at your local flying club or with your flying buddies and you, and you like the podcast tell them about it and set up their phone grab their phone and set them up with the app uh, Basically, uh, it's very simple. I just say to people, if you get it in, into Google and type in flat out RC podcast, you'll find it. There's multiple platforms at a time. So, uh, plenty to choose from. So, um, yeah, go on and subscribe. Um, so, what's been on my mind? Well, I've, I've just come back from uh, an iMac competition again. I, I like, I've got a lot of friends at fly aerobatics. And when my local club announced that they were having a, an iMac day or weekend, um, as part of the Victorian sort of championship, I thought I'll go down and say good day to my mates, basically go down and visit them. And so I've come back from that uh, and really enjoyed it. And I did sit sort of as a scribe, not as a judge. I was just putting the judge's scores into the little iPad system that they have there for scoring. And, and so I got to see a little bit of the flights. And it, it was got me thinking once again about, the value of some of these disciplines like uh, IMAC and uh, F3A, um, even gliding, um, scale competition, how you have to aim to fly at a certain standard. And and when you've got that expectation, it improves your flying, that you just become a more competent pilot. And uh, I suppose there's probably two types of aeromodelers, as those that want to become a better pilot and then those that are just... Happy to build planes and fly them around, and you know, basically stick to the circuit kind of thing. I sit in the camp of um, definitely trying to improve my flying skill all the time. Uh, sometimes I get frustrated with my own flying that I'm not flying to a standard that I'm trying to to meet in my head, and and often I say to people, it's that having that level of expectation is what raises your your um flying standard. So if you want to be able to fly a nice axial roll. And that is your baseline. Yes, whenever I do a roll, it must be nice and axial and doesn't deviate and that kind of stuff. Then you always strive to fly like that and you automatically become a better pilot. Uh, and what I describe as a better pilot is interesting as well because I've put a lot of thought to this over the years is to why does that person look better than the other? And it really comes back to pre- precision. Purposeful inputs to get the outcome. And that sets apart... The average everyday flyer from those that are pretty well competent, you can often see it in landings. What? Why is it that uh, pattern flyers and IMAC flyers always are really good at landing planes? Pattern guys are amazing at, fl- at landings. Uh, and again, it comes back to uh, the time they've put into the craft, flying to a level of expectation, which automatically improves their skill. And way that I try to practice that, and I, again, I do joke that I'm the best pilot in the field. And if you've been watching any of my videos and you hear me say that, I'm only joking, people. It's for entertainment value. Laugh at my expense. Anyway, um, is that like I'll go and learn an iMac sequence, even though I'm never going to compete now. Oh, I can't see myself competing at iMac, Even though I did enjoy a day out there today, uh, that I do it to create. Um, to to give me a, a point of focus and something to be precise about uh, but you can even do that say for example if i'm flying aerobatics i'm the only person in the air and another person comes along uh and then wants to take off well now you've got two people so generally at most clubs the respectful thing to do is to okay let's fly a circuit all right let's now do left hand right hand circuits depending on the wind direction and i don't have an issue in doing that at all because then what i do is i change my mode modes okay I've now got to fly a circuit. So what I need to do is I need to make sure that that fl- circuit is fly- flown beautifully. What I mean by that is um, straight lines, ins and outs and cross across the strip, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I am flying at the same height. I'm not flying too high. I don't like flying it. 300 feet, 400 feet. I, I just visually, I like having the plane a little bit lower. I'm not talking about 10 feet off the deck, even though at some points in time, not too bad. But uh, you know, at a reasonable height, but fly nice and cleanly in. That everything is, you know, that turn is ending when it should end. In other words, I'm not overturning the plane and that kind of thing. And uh, when you, you know, I often also think that if you get involved with these disciplines especially at a younger age you carry that skill with you all the way through to your older age yes we know that the younger younger kids have got a bit of an advantage over we older folk you know their reflexes are better they you know their muscles pick up you know things a lot quicker but they will remain as a good pilot due to the foundation that they've they've laid so uh i'm a big fan of people trying to improve their flying skills no matter what level they're at and, uh, and therefore, always a big supporter of competition because I think that even if you're at the top level, you're always striving. And we often talk about safe flying. You'll hear people at clubs talking about keeping your flying safe. Well, if you're a good, competent pilot, I think you're a safe pilot. It goes hand in hand. So just encourage you, raise, the, raise your level of expectation of how you want that plane to look when you fly and try to fly to that standard and you'll automatically become... A better pilot. I hope that all makes sense. Sometimes I wander around. Now to my favourite part of the podcast. It's guest time. And this week's guest is a gentleman that I met at the Wang Jets event. I've talked to him a lot about the Wang Jets event because I'll tell you what, it was awesome. Uh, but uh, John Carney is his name from Queensland. Had a great selection of jets there. And uh, as you'll hear, he has lots of jets. Uh, and really enjoyed this chat we had a lot of laughs um so uh look let's just let john tell his story and as i said everybody's got a story keep on approaching people to be on the podcast i say i've got nothing to say everybody's got a story so over to my chat with uh john carney we're moving back up to brisbane in queensland and this week's guest is from there john carney thanks for joining me
1: hey how are you (laughs) yeah first of all how are you feeling um, I'm, I'm, I'm suffering from hay fever, so my voice is going to sound a little off, but I'm, I'm good as gold other than that. So, uh, yeah, going well.
0: Well, that's all right. Uh, we, we were having a bit of a chat off air about blowing our noses, and a lot of people don't realise how many times I blow my nose during these podcasts. It just yeah. happens that, John, <laughs> I will mute my microphone and blow my nose, and when I get to edit it, uh, this is a little tip. When I go to edit the, the podcast, I can see all, like, the sound waves yeah, and right. when there's a massive uh, peak in the sound waves, that's where <laughs> yeah. I've either coughed or blown my nose. And then what oh, do I do is so I pull can... my headphones off, put the sp- and so the sound comes out of the speakers and I say to my daughter, hey, listen to this, and it's me just blowing my honker. And she goes, <laughs> you can't leave that in the podcast. I go, why not? People love it. <laughs>
1: It gives authenticity. That's what it
0: is. (laughs) Nothing stops this podcast from happening. Uh, Fair enough. And so I appreciate you getting on the line, even though you're a bit under the weather. What's interesting is that there's a couple of other guests that I've lined up and uh, they've all got COVID at the moment. Yeah, Uh, So, Well, they've got
1: no excuse. Yeah. Come on, get into it. I'm trying to
0: stay away from it. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to stay away from it. Uh, I'm going away in a few weeks uh, to to America, so I don't want to get it.
1: I was lucky enough to have it sort of in New Year, so uh, it's I've sort of been and done, um, I've been able to avoid it again. So I'm kind of hoping that I don't get it again. So yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah.
0: Everything's
1: um, everything's going well other than that. So yeah, moving along.
0: And by the way, congratulations! Uh, I believe some big news on the uh, the personal yeah. front. So uh, congratulations! Yeah, yeah. The-
1: got engaged and um, to to a newfound love, and uh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. We're both over the moon and uh, very happy. So, yeah, it's a uh, bit of a bit of a new t- page in life coming up, so it'll be good. Well,
0: I'm just hoping that you've sat down and had that chat.
1: The chat about, uh, I'm guessing you're talking about aircraft.
0: Yeah, like, do you <laughs> understand that I'm an aero modeller and I have an addiction to purchasing model airplanes that costs a lot of money?
1: She's pretty aware of that. So <laughs> she knows that, uh, that some models cost some money and um, she's she's pretty good. She sees me manage um, things around okay. So, uh, yeah, no, she's okay. So that's good. I think it's going to be harder to get the time to go flying more so than buying the models. So, um, yeah, that's probably the biggest <laughs> challenge, I suppose. But uh, uh, it's all right. I'll just have to start taking her with me. Th- so. His and hers models. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His and hers models. Yeah, I reckon we could probably do that. <laughs> yeah, well poor people to fly before. Can, what can go wrong?
0: Uh, yeah, well, my <laughs> wife, there is no hope in hell. I struggle enough to get her to a flying field, let alone put a transmitter in her hand. But, uh,
1: yeah, well, having, having said that, she hasn't actually seen me fly yet, so um, uh, it's all before
0: her. <laughs> she will fall at your feet. <laughs> yeah.
1: is, Don't know. Don't know.
0: Well, as you can see, this is a new uh, a new version of the Flat Out RC podcast. It's a relationship advice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how to have a successful modeling marriage. <laughs> So and
1: that's gonna be a very short series. Um, yeah, and it's
0: also gonna be about medical advice as well. You know, how to combat COVID and hay fever. Yeah. Blowing your nose 101.
1: Yeah, sorry everyone. Let's talk planes. Yeah, okay. So
0: John, I met you at the Wang Jets event and I really don't know a lot about you. And this is why I love um doing this podcast, is that in the next hour or so? four hours or so we're going to get to know each other uh warts and all uh, yeah, so uh, tell me you're based in brisbane uh yeah. where did your aeromodelling modeling journey begin
1: oh okay so um same as a lot of people probably uh years and years and years ago with control line i started um i think i was 12 when i got my first two and a half cc os engine and um started doing control line and and uh did it for a few years and then cars and, and girls and, oh. and work and all those sort of things came along and, and uh modeling sort of got put away and aside and i was living in sydney then so flying at um ride uh field which was um on the north side of, of sydney so uh that was good put that aside for, for quite a few years and, and came back to it about um oh must have been about mid 30s late 30s and uh uh, got an SMB an SMB Comet uh, found one of them the guy said it was un- indestructible and I found it was pretty much indestructible um, started flying again and um, then I, I had a young fella so um, he he got interested and things started developing and um, uh, probably I want to say probably 13 odd years ago I, I um, joined the, the club closest to home in North Brisbane at, at Samba um, and uh, got taught properly how to fly because up until then it was pretty hit and miss. Um, and yeah, progressed and, and tried all different. I, I just buy airplanes because I like the look of them or shape of them or color or whatever. And I've come to the the basic conclusion that I, I like pointy and sharp. So uh,
0: <laughs> Pointy, sharp and expensive. Pointy, sharp and shiny. <laughs>
1: actually. Pointy, sharp and shiny is, is probably my favorite type yeah. thing. So uh, uh, yeah, the natural progression was to go into jets over time and, um, uh, here we are and, and now I um, I'm lucky enough that' I've, I've uh, got a business that's able to afford me some a decent sort of income and um, I can buy things that I, I sort of see and like and and uh, works out really well. so
0: that's the plan. but I want to take yeah. you back right because yeah. I, I always one of the one of the most interesting things, things for me is to understand where that spark of error modeling began. You said you got into control line. But why did. did you get into control line? Did
1: you see it somewhere, or um, know, how did you come across it? That's a really good question. It's a bloody long time ago, you mean, bugger? Um, <laughs> come on, I know you got hate fever, um, but get over it. <laughs> <laughs> haven't got dementia. I think, um, yeah, I, I wanted—I knew I wanted to be a pilot from like from as far back as I remember, as probably seven or eight years old. I just wanted to be a pilot, and I wanted to fly. And and I was living in Sydney on the north side, and I was literally below um the light aircraft lane um sort of in hornsby and so i was seeing all the the lighties or the ga stuff fly over my head at at no higher than 1500 feet and um they're always outbound right on top of the house and then inbound above them at three three and a half thousand were everything commercial so and 747s the works everything was at three to three and a half thousand so it was close, you know. It was, it was always there. I'd go outside, and there's a seven-four gun over my head, and, and you can hear them and and see them. Look up, and and just it was just planes the whole time, and um just fascinated by them. So yeah, I just thought I think I saw a guy down at local high school flying a control line, and I thought, yeah, this is this is what I want to do. I want to do this sort of stuff. So got very interested in um, uh, a little bit of aerodynamics, and and. Um, Learning bits and pieces about airplanes, and then wanted a career in flying. That started happening, but it never concluded. And um, uh, yeah, that's just what I wanted to do. I was just fascinated by planes. So, um,
0: well, you've proven a few things. I've got this hmm. saying that everybody in Sydney lives in the flight path. Yeah, <laughs> um, my brother lives in Paddington in Sydney, and okay. it's just nonstop. And I've been absolutely at Lane Cove planes going over and nonstop. Yeah, and of course, yeah, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So it's yeah, I, I I do believe that everybody in Sydney lives in the flight path. Yeah. <laughs> what was the hobby shop in in Hornsby? Wasn't there um there was the there was one, there? one in
1: Westfield. There was one in Westfield, and it's still there, I believe. I was down there a few weeks ago, and um we saw a little hobby like hobby wasn't hobby co it was. Hobbies, I can't recall, but it's not in the Westfield any longer. It's, it's over on the old side of Hornsby. But, um, yeah, they were really good. And I remember going in and asking, do you guys sell secondhand engines? And I didn't even know what secondhand was um, <laughs> at the age of 11 years old. And they're like, no, no, we didn't sell them and that sort of stuff. So, you know, I think I paid, I think it was $56 for my OS15, my first OS15, oh, you know, yeah, all yeah. those years ago. So, yeah, different story What's now. Was
0: 1904 um, or what
1: year we Yeah, time? about that. Yeah, yeah. It was before electricity. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, tell us what year.
0: I just want to put an era. Give me an era. We're talking eighties?
1: That was, yeah, definitely the eighties. Yeah, yeah, early eighties. Um, so I'm a 71 model. So um, yeah, that was uh probably 81, 82, 83 sort of time. So yeah. Um yeah, that and I think my first one was an Aeroflight Cherokee um control line. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. took it built it, took it out, crashed it, brought it home, fixed it, took it out, crashed it name fixed it uh, you know what everyone did when they're trying to learn so yeah um had a series of error and i had a few mates at school that were into it as well and you know we'd go in and eventually fly combat when we knew how to fly and, and just went from there so um and then i, I had an uncle who who saw me doing it and he was like oh i wouldn't mind doing that he was at tamworth and um he he was an adult with uh, you know a kid with adult money basically so um he was going to America all the time and he bought a JR, I want to say it was a JR four channel, I think it was, um, home from the States, which was obviously mode two. And um, uh, he eventually said, uh, I don't need this one anymore. I've gone to six or eight channels or whatever it was back in the day. And um, he gave me that. And I I think I built a it wasn't an ugly stick it was he had one but i, I didn't ever have an ugly stick with it. i had a high wing trainer of some kind it was a phoenix i think and um uh yeah i tried to fly that around the school and and oval and all that sort of thing and um had some success and, and a lot of failure but uh anyway yeah it was it was all good fun and then as I said you know life went different directions so um
0: well, it's always yeah. happens. It's the recurring yeah, theme.
1: Women, school, wine, did my license oh, yeah, you did a pilot's yeah, license. It. Yeah, yeah. I actually did my, my um, did my private, and uh, did the night rating, did the twin engine rating, and did my commercial theory, and I was I was about to sit my commercial test, and and uh, I did a trial test in Sydney, and and there was a new instructor who was just a bit of a, a tosser and. Uh, he wanted to make sure that his commercial pilots that he passed were of, oh, I think, can I say, um, of extremely, well, let's just say an extremely high standard. I, I think I, I went up and down 50 feet in the light aircraft lane on a bumpy day and he turned me around and said, you failed. I was like, well, screw you, I'll go to Queensland because I had a girlfriend up here at the time, turned into my wife. And I thought, I'll go to Queensland and just do the test up there and find a different instructor There's a little bit more um, forgiving. And uh, life took over. Um, Wife, marriage, kids, blah, 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 never happened. So I kept my my private license but um, didn't do any more with it.
0: Yeah. So have you still got – are you still current with that license or not?
1: Um, uh, The licenses last forever. So – you can go back and get a medical and then go get recertified and away you go again. So, yeah, that's the way I sit at the moment. But, um, no, I haven't flown anything for a while. Last last thing I flew was an L39 on my birthday this year and on a joy oh. flight. So, yeah, that was a bit of fun. That'd be, That'd be very, <laughs> very cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good. So,
0: yeah. Um, so you stopped So you stopped sort of towards that 18 end of school sort of period?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was probably done uh, with models for – Probably around about that sixteen years old mark, I mm. suppose, um, and then you know sort of twenty year breather and, and back into it in mid thirties. So and then I found you know electrics were coming along, um, you know, lipo batteries and everything were opening up new new forms of electric because of, prior to that it was all NiCad and uh, so you know and then EDF jets were coming in you know that were never really that's fantastic beforehand because I was always underpowered and. Um, yeah, so I've kind of come into it. At, I felt like I came into it at the right time where things were all blossoming.
0: Yeah, um, it was at the two point four gig days.
1: Yeah, it, I started with with thirty six meg and um uh, had had that because I, I went back to the old radio and I just new batteries and it was all fine to go again. Um, had that recertified and and um started with that, but then pretty soon after that, like literally months of, of starting flying. I was back into, um, back out and buy another radio and going, you know, to DX6 or something like that in Spectrum and 2.4 and um, and I fly Spectrum. I've, I've, had, I've had Spectrum, I've had JR, I've had Futara, I've had a Jetty for a little while, I've had everything. And uh, I just find that uh, I know it, it's easy to do and I, I stick with it. And I've only had a couple of failures really. So, um, and I put them down to a little bit of... Um, uh lack of maintenance and and um uh, there's probably pilot error involved as well so i can't completely blame the radio but uh, that's a whole nother story i'm sure oh but, don't, um,
0: do you know what i keep on saying is that i fly spectrum and people go oh, yeah you know, they're, they're <laughs> terrible i'm like i've never had a problem and if i've had a problem it's generally my thumbs yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or failure of the airframe. It hasn't been the radio link. And yeah. And what I always find is it's always the fanboys. You know, I bought Futaba, so Futaba's got to be better than Spectrum because I bought Futaba. And it's like, well,
1: yeah.
0: What? So what I say to people now is when they start get bang on about brands and stuff like that, I say to them, can you please give me the technical reason as to why Futaba is better or Jetty is better or blah blah blah? Because I went to the owner of Dual Sky. I was in his car in China, and I said to him, Orville. Oh, well, you're doing interfacing work with your power distribution modules into these different protocols, I said, how sophisticated are they? You know, how hard is it to do? It goes, oh, very easy, very easy, open source, not very complex at all. You know, it's the same as Western Digital Protocol, this jetty uses this one, this one does this, it's not very hard. We seem to think that they're, you know, they're extremely sophisticated proprietary protocols that are just bulletproof and they're sort of, almost off-the-shelf kind of stuff.
1: Really? And right. I asked yeah, him, go. I
0: said, well, what do you do? He goes, oh, I use Spectrum and I use Futaba. He goes, Are you... I said, well, why you got both? He said, well, I use Futaba for my um, pattern models and I use Spectrum for my jets. And I said, well, why the difference? He said, well, one day I did testing at the field, same day, exactly the same day, same environment, and yeah. one plane on Futaba, one on Spectrum. And I, I compared the data losses, and there were less data losses on Spectrum than on Futaba, so I put Spectrum right. into my um, jet. jets. Jets. Because yeah, right. you know, with a lot of these spectrum receivers, when you get the bigger receivers with the four satellites, yes, he put it down to that with the four satellites, you got more redundancy, you're getting less hits, kind of thing. Of course, of course, and yeah, um, and so he's a guy that works in the electronics industry, he's going, Oh, it's all the same, not too much difference, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, so now my stand if anybody that feels says, Oh, your spectrum's no good, I'm gonna to say to ask them, Can you please explain to me the technical reason as to why spectrum is no good and why you think Jetty is better, or blah blah blah? Yeah, and yeah. nobody can. No, no, nobody can. No, so no, there you go. And I always say that if we knew that there was a radio system that was really faulty, we'd all know about it, wouldn't we? Oh, it would spread like wildfire yeah, in our... heartbeat. The
1: Chinese business would
0: go through the whole, you know, all the fire. Oh, for things.
1: sure. Rapidly. So, yeah, so
0: sure. I love that. Um, when I've got this standard thing now on, on Facebook when somebody asks like a question like, um, which is the best 85-inch model that I should buy? I go, I write yeah. all of them. And then uh yeah. which radio I'm thinking about a Fatah or a thing, which one should I get? All of them.
1: Yeah. And it really it comes down to personal preference and, and you know, um I, as I said I started with it and I, I've had you know a couple of failures and and, and things have been my fault. I've 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 got receivers and I'm like, where did that one come from? Oh it will be right, I'll chuck it in. It might have been crashed before and then, you know, sure enough you get a failure because it might have been crashed or something like that. So or I might have got it from China cheap. And it wasn't a genuine spectrum, yes. it looks like, it, but it yeah. might not have been, you know. There was so, a, there
0: was a yeah. rain. Remember, there was that era of the, yeah. the knockoffs.
1: There was, yeah, yeah. that's right. So, yeah, um, it's all, all horses for courses. But uh, anyway, so, yeah, that's why I fly. I, I go pretty well with it. I, I find, you know, I don't have too many dramas and um, and I can use it, which is, you know, half the battle. So. Yeah, yeah, same
0: as me. I sort of, I know it and, you know, there's plenty of good systems out there. Uh, yeah. but when I pick up a Spectrum radio, because I've had one for so many years, I just sort of get my head around it. I did get given a JR radio that is Spectrum protocol, mm. and oh, okay. uh, I'm 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 finding it harder with the interface on how to how to set things up. I've worked it out because yeah. the fundamentals are yeah. similar, but um, yeah. it's a nice radio, actually. I must say that it's an X. Uh, something 11 xg 11 or something like that it's few yeah, years yeah, old yeah, yeah. Yep. brand That's new though brand yep. new yep. uh and so i am using that with some models um
1: the gimbals are nice on yeah. the jr they're definitely beautiful yeah but,
0: um, i haven't seen these new spectrum radios with the whole sensing gimbals which i think would be a bit better no but, i haven't uh, seen one either yet I'm just no. holding on to my DX18QQ, and uh, at some point in time, I'll make the upgrade to one of the new Swanky <laughs> ones. But uh, no rush. No rush. No, uh, fair and, enough. And you have to pay for a wedding, so um, you can spend your money. Now, speaking of spending money, yeah. let's get into the jets thing because yeah. uh, you, you sort of said that you like things that are pointy and shiny and, and no doubt yeah. you know make a bit of nice <laughs> nice noises and nice smells because, you know, Absolutely. jets are the yeah, smelling sure. models there. Huh? Yeah.
1: Um,
0: how did you end up flying jets uh
1: what did i do i, I knew they were, you know kind of the pinnacle of, of flying and and um i came across a a, a kangaroo a calf kangaroo um cheap with a I mean, a Pst60 or something like that in the back of it and uh i took it to um uh, Chris Venter up here, he's, a, he's been a jet flyer for many years. And um, he had a look over it and he's like, Oh, it's got this, it needs this, and blah, blah, blah. Just basically a certification check. And um, uh, he said, Look, if you're going to buy, he said, This is going to take a lot of work to get it up and right. And um, uh, and he was right. Um, and he said, If you wanted to buy something, the best thing I could av- advise you to buy would be a PST reaction uh, from I think it's Thailand. And um, anyway, so I. I put some dollars together and I picked one up and um, picked up a, a King Tech I think it's a 140 in that one and um, uh, put it together and, and yeah, it's done plenty of flights and uh, I love it to death it's uh it's had a few incarnations I think it's got 4.0 written on the tail now <laughs> um, so it's <laughs> had a few lives um, but uh, had a new paint job and, and all that sort of stuff but um, it does everything it's supposed to do it went together very very well and um, yeah so it was it was pointy and shiny and and um, that's where it all sort of started and uh, from there I, I can't remember what my next one was after that to be honest with you um, but I think I'm currently sitting on about 33 turbines at this point, so um, 33?
0: Yeah,
1: something Have like that. Have you lost the so, plot?
0: No,
1: 33 <laughs> jets? All not jets, turbines, what's in engines.
0: Turbine w- so. oh, t- oh, <laughs> oh, Okay, that's yeah, all right. There's two <laughs> twins. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <So> I- <laughs> Is this the story? <laughs> yeah, it's a few. Have you told your impending wife this? That,
1: yeah, she knows she's seen the shed. Yeah, it's all she good. It. Oh, how much do they cost? Oh, they're about fifty bucks each. She knows, no, she knows I've been been merry up front with her. Yeah, she knows. These are jets. <laughs> if something happens to me, these are jets, these are expensive. Don't sell them for twenty <laughs> bucks. <laughs> no, no, no. We we just yeah, I just sort of say it quickly and yeah, um.
0: yeah. and then you say they're on sale.
1: <laughs> it was. I normally buy them cheap.
0: <laughs> that's the whole idea. It, we, I can sell
1: them for what I bought them for. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, we
0: are wise investors, aren't we? We, we buy cheap and investors. sell high Yeah, or never good. sell.
1: Yeah, it's, it never sell. That's my shed right now. Never sell. But they're appreciating so, yeah. in value, aren't they? turbine This <laughs> will be worth mark. a
0: lot of money. This <laughs> gas start turbine's going to be worth a lot of money in twenty years. The vintage, the vintage turbine movement. I can see it now. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, I think I think most of the X forty fives I'd be able to pull back pretty close to what I pay for them. So, I've really? um, uh, got plenty of them. i got I've got a dozen little X forty fives now. Um, so loving those absolutely loving them they are the most fun um just like a litre of burn per per flight and uh uh yeah easy start easy stop uh, light flyers throw it in the car go have some fun and um come back and well like at wang i had the, the same as david wearing smith had the little um f-22 and um it just brings a smile to your face every time i fly so
0: it was you and who
1: uh, David Waring Smith from okay. Adelaide.
0: So the yeah. two of you would get these little F 22s out there, these little foams yeah. and they were tiny. And you just knew <laughs> these guys don't give a stuff. They're out there to just no. rip the sky up with these yeah. things. And I was just thinking, <laughs> this is because you know, a lot of people get nervous flying jets and stuff like that. And these yeah. guys, they they don't have a care in the world. Just put on, strip. No. Like a, a model, it on the strip. It's like grabbing an electric model, whack on the strip, just let it go. She'll be right. And just, yeah, know, exactly. Fly it like you stole it.
1: Yeah, exactly. For for airframe cost of I think it was um around six fifty or thereabouts for a, a, a ARF plus model from from Oztars for the F22 for the free wing F22. Yeah. So that just didn't doesn't include the fan um, or ESC, yeah. but everything else is in it.
0: How did you set it up for a turbine?
1: Well, you can buy a jet legend kit out of Hong Kong um, with a bifurcated pipe. David did his own setup with a, a rear mount engine and um, a single pipe coming out the rear. Um, mine had a bifurcated pipe kit through it um chris Finnan in melbourne's just just got one as well um so yeah uh, you put it for i don't know 350 so you're about a thousand bucks for airframe and pipe um throw your x45 in that includes tank and, and header um x45 a few batteries and, and um you're away and
0: i think i've got nearly
1: 100 flights on my little one now um and i've got some gravel rash from from wang to show for it but uh uh, man, what a lot of fun! What uh, it just, just they just do what a big jet does, and um, uh, yeah, they're, they're just so fun. They just get out and go. So, yeah, um, just helping another friend set one up right now, actually, literally today. So, um, I think there's one, two, three, three at my model field currently, and there's um, I think there's another two in Brisbane.
0: See how they breed? This, this, yeah, this, this is what I always say when it comes to. Getting something going in the hobby, you've got—it's a visual thing. Someone sees you flying, it sees you having fun, and goes, "That's awesome!" Then they start to fall in love. I'm listening to you talk about that, going, "See, that's a cost-effective turbine. Maybe I should get one, right?" (laughs) And and I'm (laughs) going to ask you more questions about it. But but and then they start to breed, and and like you said, oh, a couple of other people from the club have got one, and I'm helping someone else set one up, and and they—it's like at my club now, this whole foamy jet movement sort of starting to spread. As like, yeah. I always say, all roads lead to turbines. And, mm, and yeah. I was saying to people how, gee, it's a good sign that um, we're doing pretty well in Australia when um, there's so many people that are out there spending copious amounts of money on, um,
1: on, on turbines. turbines. You, you know, it try. didn't
0: it, it go back 10 years. It wasn't like that. It go back 20 years. No, like no. So, and,
1: and funny you say that. Talking to Phil Salamat from Jet Products Australia, yeah. um, you know, I, I talked to him a few months ago. Obviously, I've talked to him quite a bit about turbines because I bought several from him. But... Um, uh, he at one stage said um, we're the third country in the world for buying um, Zico engines at this point. So yeah. um, there's America, then uh, the UK, and then Australia. Um, and at this point, at that point, I think it was about February. There was over 130 X45s in Australia. So uh, that's pretty impressive in itself, um, considering our population density. So very impressive.
0: That is true. Now, um, mm. okay. So what's explain that setup again? I'm really interested.
1: Okay, so it's yeah, so it's a free wing F22, um, and you can buy it. Steve from All Stars can get it for you for without the uh, EDF motor and and the ESC. Um, I think around six fifty. Pretty sure that's around about what he's charging most guys. So, um, and I think with the fan and and ESC, I think you're nine hundred. Is sure there about. So you save a couple hundred bucks by not buying what you don't need. Um, then there's a big boys RC um, is on Facebook and he's in um, Hong Kong, I believe. Um, and you can buy a f twenty two bifurcated pipe kit from him, which includes um, tank and header tank uh, and also all the uh, laser cut ply uh, formers and everything to to do a complete uh, fit out and replacement. So that's your equipment trays and and um, pipe uh, install. Um, he's about three fifty delivered. So you're up to a 1,000, and then you've just got a, an X45 and um, two or three batteries to put in after that. So uh, X45, I think they're around three grand or thereabouts, um, just under, if I remember correctly. So- um,
0: Looking now to see what the prices might be with the, the exchange rates not helping us at the moment. Well, no,
1: it's not. No, absolutely. And it's not going to for a while, but look at things. But um, yeah, so it's still- it's still up there in dollars, you know, but for an airframe, for a thousand bucks ready to fly, um, I think that's that's pretty reasonable for a, for a turbine anyway. So um, I, I've paid more than that for an EDF. So, uh, yeah, um, it and then it just works. It works so well. You have that, that bifurcated pipe sound compared to a straight through pipe sound and uh, there's plenty of power. You lose a little bit of power through the bifurcation, but um, still plenty uh, for and and... Um, as you saw for, definitely for bitumen so um, and I find I can I can set the thing at like a whatever it is 45 or 60 degree sort of um, uh, high alpha and just set up high and just just run along at high alpha and, and still have plenty of control even without thrust vector um, it can turn itself you know 90 degree turn and, and not snap out if you give it enough power and um, yeah, I have a great time with it. <laughs> Everyone just looks and goes, man, you're going to rip the wings off that. I'm like, yeah, and? <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter. It's yeah. not going to hurt the engine. It's in a foam box. It's in foam packaging. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just get another one. Hey, that's a, good, that's, that's a good way to look at it
0: as well, isn't it? It's just in foam packaging. It,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. In fact, I have a backup. I have a backup pipe kit and a backup model, a backup kit of a free wing sitting in the shed ready to go because I don't want to be without the F-22. It's so good. So, so the free wing comes with servos installed? Absolutely, yeah. Servo and so. gear. Yep, yeah ready to go
0: that's so, beautiful. that's perfect
1: yeah yeah and it's a reasonably easy conversion there's the video on how to do it is not overly precise or concise i should say but um you sort of just wing through it, and uh yeah it, it works really really well so um yeah i've done a few conversions now the first conversion i did was a little frame, uh, fms scorpion little orange one with the twin tails um and uh the the front end of it's a bit of a mess because it was my first have first go at doing it. But um man, what a great little model. It it's same deal. It's just point shoot and uh lots of power and great fun. So yeah. Um uh, I've got that one. And I've got the I think I had it down I did have it down there. I've got the MiG twenty nine from Free Wing, which is um underslung engine, um down the back, straight out. Um so that was a good one. That's a bit more flight time because it's carrying about 1.3 litres of fuel, 1.4 litres of fuel. Uh, and then I've got the E-Flight SU-30 as well with an unslung, and then I've just done with, the with FMS Viper. Yeah. yep. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. So, and again, I did grass ops, so I've, I've got um, sort of aluminium fly mesh and stuff over the front of them to prevent any FOD getting into the turbines and, yeah. and that sort of thing to give them a bit more life. But, uh, yeah, they work really, really well. So... Um, there's so many people out there doing little convergences now. There's there's a there's a big movement up here in Brisbane. You are talking about the one in Melbourne? The same deal in Brisbane. There's there's lots of guys who are going to the smaller jets. Um, uh, and and I'm I'm part of the well I'm the secretary of the Queensland Turbine Flyers and um oh, sorry um secretary of the Turbine Flyers and and uh, we we actually had a small jets day here end of last year. Um, at the Tinky Upper Club, and um, that was that was really well received, and and um, a few guys went out afterwards and and built little in- little foam turbines that did conversions and stuff. So yeah, it spreads like wildfire. They see it and they go, yeah, let's do it. So um, you're right. It it's just uh, see it, want it, do it, sort of thing. And um, if they can afford to, they do. So
0: yeah, I think we'll, see, really well. Um, see more and more of them. Um, Steve at Ozstars down here has um got a whole bunch of foamies and he's bringing these other turbines linton which I think yeah, is a rebadge yeah. something else but um but yeah doing well, some it, deals. it looks
1: like a rebadged it's actually by itself um mm. the guys because i've got one of them too um it's in a new f18 that's just been i bought a f18 from western australia from michael solomon and uh uh yeah it's got a Linton 80 and it I haven't flown it yet it's still waiting on want to receive it but um uh yeah the Yoda up here. I don't know if you've talked to him. Jason Reed um, has, I think he he had a little MB three three nine foamy with a Linton eighty in it, and yeah. um, I think he put about one hundred and thirty starts on it or thereabouts before he got rid of it. And uh, there was nothing wrong with it when he offloaded it. So um, yeah, seemed to be very reliable, very good. Uh, so I'm keen keen to have a crack at it myself um, as well. So, but yeah, and then you know, there's the HSD foamies, which is the next step up. Um, uh, I had one of the first ones of those I had an F16 when they first came into the country and um since then i've I think I've had most of them <laughs> I just haven't had the mirage I've had everything else in HSD so yeah, I think they're brilliant i, I just like the idea that you know if you have a have a bad day and you, you you break it, break something you know you can get the epoxy out and glue it back together as opposed to putting together a thousand pieces of match of, of fiberglass and and um, trying to make it look nice at the end. So, um, they have their place uh, and some people don't like them and other people do. And
0: I think it's one of those things where it's a bit like, um, I quote it to mountain biking, right? For mm. anybody out there in the mountain biking scene, when e-bikes came in. And there was yeah. a whole bunch of people saying, oh, they're stupid, these e-bikes. It's cheating and blah, 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 and whatever. Fast mm. forward now, a lot of people had a go with an e-bike and gone, this is awesome. I can ride further now. I can go up hills That's right. better now. Now I'll be able That's to right. get on the bike and enjoy myself more. And yeah. I think it's, it's you know, when the foamy jet theory went, foamy jet. And I was yeah. sort of like, oh, a turbine and foam? I don't get it. But as time goes on, it just starts to become more normalized. That that, you yeah. know, a few people at the club get these foamy jets and they report how good they fly and how, how good they are to to own and all that kind of stuff. And the next minute it breeds like wildfire. You know, I'm having a look at exactly. some of the HSD stuff that's going around at the moment. See, they're going, gee, you know, some nice little models there. I wouldn't mind one of those. Yeah. And yeah, I, I considered getting one actually. I did yeah. speak to someone about one as a secondary jet. Yeah. Once I replaced my crash jet. Uh, yes. Which is in wheels are in motion. then maybe do <laughs> I, you know, because always this theory, you just can't take one plane to to an event or to a field because just in case something happens, you've got nothing to do.
1: Yeah, uh, correct.
0: So I'm thinking, oh, do I do I make that step into like a foamy kind of thing? Um, yeah, and you know, I'm as your go- backup, exactly. Yeah and, yeah,
1: and it'll work just as well. That's the thing. So I find exactly that uh, the foamy was a good, a cheaper way to get into it, and. um because uh, I had the composite PST reaction, um, and it had a little bit of damage on that, and, and it takes time to fix fix fiberglass, you know, and do it properly and and nicely. And and some people just don't have the skills. I'm certainly one of them, so I struggle to fix it. And um, I've given models to, to people to repair, um, only too happy to admit it. But yeah, when you get a foamy and and you go, well, okay, the airframe, um, this airframe for this plane, uh, the composite viper, or the super viper, for oh, the the foamy super viper from HSD, for instance, I think we're sort of three grand for an airframe with retracts and servos, um, and throw your engines and batteries in. To buy that same size aircraft in, in um, composite, you're starting at five. You know, so you and, and you've got to put your servos and pipe in it after that, and generally your tank. Oh, sometimes you get your tanks, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you get your gear, sometimes you don't. So you know. It's, it's an instant saving straight away. And I, I think, unfortunately, the care factor of the model goes down a little bit because you haven't paid quite as much for it in some cases. Yeah. But um, definitely with these little tiny ones, you know, David and I are flying side by side, not even doesn't matter if we rub wingtips, it, it, it wouldn't have mattered at all. But I mean, we both would have been disappointed. But um, you still know quite happy to fly two, three, four of these little foamies together compared to two, three, four Skymaster. You know, whatever's up in the air at, at 10 grand to throw, so um, yeah, we, everyone watches each other very carefully when they're flying around with the big models, and that's only fair because there's a lot of money at stake, so um, yeah, you don't quite have that same. Well, I certainly don't have that same care factor of the little models, um, still love them and I don't want to break them, but um, yeah, you can still have as much fun with them and not be quite as precious with them as well so because they're a replaceable commodity i suppose so
0: yeah i think we i just think we're going to see that that then come uh, more and more popular as time goes on and um, and i think the market will obviously respond to that and uh, mm. we'll see more small turbines and you know a whole bunch of different things and and like, yeah. look at the spare parts for some of these sd yeah. stuff
1: yeah and it, it's yeah.
0: just not expensive at all if you have a, have a bingle
1: not really. No, that's right. I mean, you can buy a whole new wing and I mean, a whole new shoes, whatever you need to. So, um, for me, that was, I mean, you can with the, the composite stuff too. But um, yeah, obviously, it's cheaper. Not, so.
0: not, my, my, not bit, my Viper Jet. I'd be, no, your Viper Jet <laughs>
1: did a little bit more than just a couple of bits and pieces. Yeah, you so. did the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did. It a It was a tragic end. <laughs> it,
0: it was. Why are we laughing about it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I didn't no, no, laugh no, at no, you
1: no, at the time. I can't now, but i
0: But I can rationalize it, <laughs> I, it's, I look at it and go – because I've always – I don't know whether i have talking about this. I think I have on the podcast before. I always say that um, when you buy a jet, right, or yeah. it's like when I had a race car. I had this theory yeah. when I had a race car that if I crash this car, because you can't yeah. get insurance whilst you're racing all that. No, of course If not, I crashed not. and lost it, how would it affect my livelihood, my family's life, or anything yeah. in any way, shape, or form? If the answer was it'd be a pity, but I'd still be able to pay the mortgage and I'd still be able to go to school and do whatever – then it's okay to do. And it's, it's the same okay. with the That's jet. Right. So I lost the jet and my life didn't change.
1: No, no. And fortunately,
0: I'm in that. I'm, I'm, I classify myself as being fortunate enough to be able to say that, but I'm also yep. wise enough to invest in a turbine jet knowing that I may well lose this. And Correct. as long as it doesn't affect my life in any way, shape or form, or my family's life in any way, shape or form, then we'll just put it down to a, um, an unfortunate incident right? yep. and we'll move on. And what are we exactly. going to do? Go and buy another one. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's why we work. To go and buy more junk.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I think um I think that, that goes from doesn't matter whether it's a hundred dollar foamy or a you know twenty thousand dollar jet. At the end of the day, every time that thing takes off, you may not see it in the same condition that you let, it left the ground in. So whether it does a flyaway on you, or whether you know you lose orientation, or you go too far out and, and you know get things wrong, or or you just have a bad landing, or a crosswind, or any of that stuff. At the end of the day, if you can't wave goodbye to that and and be okay with it not coming back in the same condition, you shouldn't be doing it. It's as simple as that. Or well, you shouldn't be doing that aircraft. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. If it if it doesn't affect the rest of your life. Because of that flight, then sure, go ahead. Um, but you know, that's my philosophy. I don't know if it's everyone's, but that's mine. So uh, I, I tend to enjoy myself more that way, put it that way. Yeah,
0: it's the why wi- it's the wise philosophy. There's of course other yeah. people that uh, will you know, um, put buying model airplanes above other probably more important things in life, but and they'll live to tell the tale and live with their own consequences of their decisions. But um, yeah, we'll stay wise. Now there's one for me that I want to talk about. Yeah, we are going to talk more about all your jets, but you have a seven four seven foamy.
1: That is turbine. <laughs> I do have a seven four seven
0: Yes, I do indeed. Now tell us about um, that that foamy seven four seven. I think I've had some photos on my Instagram page. I might even have more on a hard drive somewhere that I'm going to going to release. But um, yeah, yeah, tell me a bit about it.
1: It is a HSD seven four seven they were in development for about two years and when i saw they were playing around with it as a just a big white model i was like oh i've got to have one of them and as i said earlier uh, i used to watch the 74s fly over the house and that was actually my dream to to fly one of them one day and that that didn't eventuate so now i bought one and i fly it anyway so <laughs> mm-hmm. um so it's the hsd 747 it came out with four uh eds 90 mil uh, engines ready to go. Um, it was virtually bind and fly in that format when I got it. And I I said to, because I, I talked with HSD, I bought plenty of things with them and um, with Steve from Ostars Stars and I said, when I get it, if I get time, I'll fly to EDF, otherwise I'll just change it out and put turbines in it. And uh, they were all very excited and um, so was I. <laughs> so I had two X-45s that I knew would fit into a 90mm nacelle the um, because that's what I've got in all the other foamy conversions and um, uh, did the numbers with a mate just on what we figured batteries would weigh, engines coming out would weigh, engines going in. And we knew we'd have something that was pretty well around about 50% power to weight at takeoff weight. Um, so obviously that's enough to fly. And uh, yeah, so I got the got the aircraft, it was a huge box. I actually, I actually gave it a, a coat of um, gloss um, uh, acrylic um, before I sort of put too much of it together. And um, yeah, did the engine conversion. And I've got a mate up here, Dave Martin, who is brilliant with um, CAD, and um, he drew up some um, new engine mounts to replace what was there for the EDF. And uh, he also then... Uh, I don't think he drew them, I think he borrowed, let's say, the um, file for the, um, the fans, to, the high bypass fans to go in front, worked out a, a way to support those and, and run them on bearings. So we ended up with a twin turbine. Um, the outer two engines are, are just the themselves, but all four are running a a realistic looking or a scale looking um, high bypass fan blades in the front. So. They free spin on, on um, helicopter bearings and uh, like tail rotor bearings. And um, yeah, it, when it flies, it, it has a very distinctive sound. It, it, it weighs, I think, 17 kilo wet. Um, it's got 2x45, so nine kilos of thrust. Um, pretty basic setup inside, really. I don't think I used air traps in it. can't remember. Um, and yeah, it, it works really well. Um, it, it flies beautifully uh i had the gyro set up on it down in wang i got it set up while i was in wang and um made it a, a lot more stable in in the breeze that we were flying in down there and um i feel like it's a little bit nose heavy i've only got five flights on it so far so i'm gonna muck around with the cg a little bit but um other than that uh on grass it's a it's a little bit heavy on grass there's a lot of wheels to get rolling so i've got to actually do a rolling start you know around the around taxi out to the runway and do a rolling around start under power Mm -hmm. and then then roll away to get to get it off and flying. But once it's flying, it's as happy as Larry at about sort of 70% throttle. So um yeah, yeah, great fun. And and as you saw, it looks ridiculously scale, apart from a little bit fast Mm. um in the air. And it has this iconic sound with those free spinning fans in the front. So um yeah, it's it's just I walk out to the shed and I look at it and like, it's sitting on the ground out there. I'm like, that's just cool. Mm-hmm. So uh- <laughs> it is, it is cool. But is it, it's, yeah, it, it, cause it's 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 a pretty big model as well, doesn't it? How it, it break down? Um, so the two um, outer wings come off um, beyond the inner cells. So uh, I think it's three point four meter wingspan or thereabouts. Um, so the yeah the two it's just it's pretty straightforward there's two spars in each wing and um just two securing um bolts so then the fuse and the center section uh stays and the i'd leave the undercarriage down so that in transport so the um inner cells don't get damaged um and that's how i have it and i've got a trailer that that obviously make sure i had a trailer that's going to fit these things so uh I've got a feeling it's 3.4 or 3.3 long so it's 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 pretty big it's not little at all um and you know 17 kilos is, is definitely not light um but um yeah it doesn't take too long to set up um generally need us now pet pair our hands to, to get it out and get it organized but uh once you once you put those wingtips on um it's ready to fly once you feel it so yeah very straightforward and yeah You can't miss it. It's the same as, I've got several jets you you put up and just go, yeah, I know what that is. It's just easy. So Mm -hmm. it definitely looks like a 747. Uh, At the time I got it, it was the the only one in Australia and it was the only one in the world with a turbine. So uh, that had been turbine. There's a new one in Thailand that they've put twin six kilos in it. Um and it's it's a rocket it, it takes off and just goes vertical so um mm. yeah it's it's not <laughs> it's close. no not quite
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no so, the, the more and more I think about this foamy jet thing is just gonna take off because you know yeah, it just yeah yeah brings it, it, it makes it, it, it more well, affordable barriers to entry reduce and um we're gonna see a lot of turbines I reckon at the field if you if you yeah
1: maybe, well uh, I think I think too you know you've got you've got obviously they've got a Work out what they can do. How how they do the moulding and everything um, is massive. So, you know, I see on on the Facebook pages and stuff a lot of guys. You know, can we have this? Can we have that? And uh, knowing what I know about the seven four seven, it was it was in R and D for for probably twelve months before it was even released as a as a prototype. And um, when you look at it closely, there's so many little plastic pieces that have got to be you know catted and mm. and you know uh, injection moulded or or however they do it. Um, And you go through it. And even when it came EDF, um, I stripped the engines out of it. Um, Just the wiring to get the outer two engines working. You've got to remember that the inner two are staying with the aircraft, with the fuselage. The back of the fuselage can come off as well if you want to transport it like that as well. There's spars and bolts that you can put it together with. It's time, but it's pretty straightforward, really. Just the outer two engines. How do you supply power without losing voltage to your outer EDFs? Um, and all they have is a wing plug that goes from wing to wing when you join it to make it easy. That sort of stuff takes a lot of time to, to R&D and, and get right. But, yeah, they seem to be um, getting more and more on board with it. And, and I'm a big believer that HSD are getting better and better, and um, I see that they, they definitely are. And they don't release a lot of stuff. What they release now is, is quality, which is huge for a foam jet production. So, um, yeah, they're definitely, I think they'll become more and more prevalent for sure.
0: Now, there's more. Jet, plenty of jets. There's another jet that uh, really I loved. I thought it was um, uh, one of the best models of the meet, mm. and that was your Concorde.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about the little um, foam F twenty two. Well, I did like <laughs>
0: seeing it because the the no care factor really did impress me. But it, look, it's a foamy. It, you can't give. <laughs> You can't give a foamy the jet of the meat. If you did it, you'd know that <laughs> no, it was rigged. It's just, it seems against
1: the rules, doesn't it? Um yeah. well I'll tell yeah, you what. No. at Wang Jets,
0: I was um coordinating the the, you know, the the, the kids were helping me um organise the um, you know, best jet kind of thing. The, yes, the pilot yes, yes. choice kind of thing, right? Yeah and yep. I do know I'm not gonna mention any names, but there was a bit of <laughs> lobbying going on by one of the oh, uh, yes one of yeah. the uh, pilots yeah. who might be on the younger <laughs> side who may well come from Queensland. Yeah. and uh, fortunately we're like nah he can't yeah. win he's been lobbying everyone but fortunately yeah. it was a fair and square that uh was. who was it it was wasn't it, was it? david Law david laws 22 f22, with his f-22. Yeah, well yeah. I look I'm surprised that you didn't win with your f22 compared to his
1: big expensive f-22 I know, right? well i can't understand it i really can't oh, I people today they just don't know how to pick a good model do they no no um yeah so the concord the concords um i believe one of its its type in australia at this point um it was made by um harold from from germany from hm model tech and um I saw the aircraft in a picture from Jet Power. I don't know, maybe two, three years ago. I was like, "Oh, I've got to have that!" Yeah. And um, uh, finally did some some research and and talked to him a little bit about what I'd wanted. and And uh, it was an EDF aircraft that was um converted later to turbine. There's a couple of videos on YouTube about it. Um, and he was adamant that it was a beautiful flyer. It didn't stall. It um, had very good flight characteristics, didn't matter if the CG was even anything up to 50 mil out, which I was surprised at. And uh, uh, yeah, he was, he was very helpful with the build, and I actually got him to do most of it because I knew it would be pretty involved, and it was. And um, uh, I had a little bit of trouble with the nose droop, um, Dan and Wang. Unfortunately, the survey decided to, to not work for me, so that was disappointing, but uh yeah, normally you can take off with the nose drooped down at its correct angle with the visor retracted as well and um, and land in the same configuration. So uh, it's got twin 60, uh, wind 60s in it and um, they fit in very nicely and, and plenty of power, even for grasshops, plenty of power. Um, I think it's, I want to say, I think 9.5 or 11.5, something around that sort of kilos dry. Um Three litres of fuel on board. Uh, it's got a AR smooth flight 26 in it, um, mainly for sequencing the doors and the nose and that sort of stuff. That was, it was really easy to do. Um, and Rick down there helped me with the smooth flight because I had it set up wrong and the gyro wasn't quite working the way it should be. So um, he came over and, and gave me a hand setting it up. And man, what a different jet it was to fly then. Oh, so. Really? Yeah, um extremely forgiving, very easy to put into a high offer and come down, you know, looking like the scale one should and um as you saw with the with the nose up and uh, scooting along and it looked fast. Um and it went fast and and yeah, it looks looks amazing in the air. So yeah, very iconic. Um
0: How do you go um uh, keeping a visual on it because I found I oh, when I was watching, I think I was filming it or trying to take photos of it. Mm-hmm. And there was one stage where you were sort of you are far out sort of turning back to come down the strip and i'm yep. like no nah, i've lost it because yeah. the scheme is the is the british airways scheme
1: yes british yeah. airways. So, so there's yeah, a
0: lot of white,
1: white. there and, is there is
0: and obviously they're going oh i hope the pilot's got now, it because it? Yeah. i've lost it because uh, <laughs> when you're looking at it head-on it's pretty sleek kind of thing but it
1: that- is uh i find head-on profile is not too bad um you know yourself when you when you've made the stick con, the control inputs, you, you've usually got a pretty good idea of what's yeah. going on. But I, I'm fairly certain if you're talking about the same moment as I was, uh, that I remember. Um, I was the same. I'm like, sugar, which way is it going? Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, that wind was strong down at Wang, and and it was pushing it out. And uh, I went a little bit long, and and I paid for it. So it came around though, and and. Um, kept going. So, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's a six and a half minute flight. It's not overly long or anything, but, um, yeah, it, it, it definitely keeps me on my toes. I don't find it too hard. I, I generally don't take it that far away like I did at Wang, but, yeah. um, uh, there's, there's another model that's actually harder than that, that I didn't take to Wang and, um, I find it trickier sometimes. So, uh, and that's the, uh, 163 Comet and it's third scale and it's still hard to see sometimes. So, um, yeah uh the Concorde though is is definitely everyone you know same thing everyone knows the shape um as soon as they see it in the sky it's like oh Concorde, that's cool so <clears throat> yeah drew a lot of attention
0: oh i, I know um ali machinci's got one uh over in the us and i the saw Comet? you're talking about no the concord
1: oh and yeah yeah he, he does
0: he he ordered one you know he had it on his facebook page and i went what a Concorde! That'd yeah be cool because <laughs> I love something's a bit different. You yes. Know, it, it just okay. I like Viper Jets, but yeah, you know, <laughs> every person's owned a Viper Jet at one point in time. Mm. Uh, not everyone's <laughs> going to own a Concorde, and and when you go to an event, you're looking for the different stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, for sure. And,
0: you know I think I did vote for your plane as um uh, plane of the meat, um, oh, thank choice you. because yeah, I believe uh, I
1: heard afterwards that it, it, fell short only by a few votes. So, um, you know, I wasn't yeah, going blame was, your mate. More, yeah, um, yeah, I will. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you know, that young kid from Queensland yeah. who was, who was lobbying and I'm going, you can't do that. You can't go up to people and go, Hey, vote for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, <laughs> and it was, it was funny, but, um, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Um, Anyway, no, look, David deserved to win. The F-22 is amazing. I now have one sitting in my room as well, which I actually had before I came down to Wang. I just didn't get it ready in time. Um, so, yeah, I've got the same model, but I've got it in the in the star screen um, pattern from uh, Transformers, okay. um, or a screen scheme, I should say. So hoping to have that down at um, Casino in, in five weeks' time um, for the QTF meet there. So that should be good. Um, but, yeah, look, the, you know, I knew there wasn't a Concorde in, in Melbourne, um, and I, I figured, well, why not take it down and showcase it? And it was the first time I had a chance to use a bitumen runway since I flew the thing um, as well. So yeah. that was a, a a bit of a bonus. But well,
0: I hope you bring it back next year.
1: Yeah, been, mate, yeah. It, it fits in the trailer really well. It actually doesn't take up a lot of space. So, um, yeah, I'll be keen to come back with it for sure. <laughs>
0: good, good. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, as I said, I loved seeing it and loved seeing it in the air. It's, it's like one yeah. of those things I think I was – had my electric scooter with me and go, wait a second, the Concorde's out there. Got to get on the scooter. Bye. With the camera gear. Get out there quickly. I've got to see this thing fly. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and I think I've got, as I said, I, I, I think I've got some photos.
1: It's it's, sure it's, it's one of those planes. It's. I think I did three flights and I, um, uh, all together and, and um, yeah, every, every one of them is it's a pleasure to fly and it's it's easy. It's just like he said it was going to be. It's nice and easy to fly. It's very well behaved. Mm. Um, doesn't do anything silly. So, um yeah um what other models you got was oh so oh i don't know where so i <laughs> don't I've know got, where to start no some. i actually don't um just trying to think now what can i talk oh, i had the big yellow viper down there i had the the really big one just similar size to the Skymaster. it's the um barja hobbies one that yeah, was for steve nice. from all stars well that was that's um that's lovely i actually uh flown that a few more times since wayne up here at, at um local field and uh i was surprised that i could actually keep it within the boundaries and all that sort of stuff so So that's a big
0: model uh, what's
1: the um what's the span i think it's 3.6 i think span i think 3.4 length and um uh, swimming 300 inside that so um it's a five liter burn each flight which um is a bit expensive sometimes so (laughs) um but just a a joy to fly and and very gentle in its in its role and, and um you know elevator movements and uh just look scale um great presence with the big yellow color the sort of shell scheme and, and the harsh scheme on it so uh yeah really enjoy that um at the moment so that's great fun um i'm trying to think what else there is i've got a couple of gliders and i didn't bring them down i have a gmail glider the assumes tyson has oh, yeah. um up here. Um and actually the concord Ali's concord was number twelve in the world, mine was number thirteen. I had to actually sit back and wait for Ali's to be uh, made for mine to get weighed. So yeah. So
0: <laughs> That's a good. Day. <laughs> um
1: oh, it didn't matter. I was I was happy for Ali to, to to have whatever he needed to to show. So uh yeah, it was good. Um I don't know what power he's got in his, but anyway. Um uh yeah, so I've got the GMO as well. Um that's that's a nice flyer, but I actually have Amiibo Swift. Um, from, I don't know where it is, Slovenia, I think oh, yeah. Mevo is, they did the big eighteen and uh, it's a swift, it has a turbine mounted, um, uh, it's like above the wing type thing outside of the fuselage, another X-45. Um, every time I go flat out, I run out of airspace before it gets up to speed. It's just an absolute rocket. Um. I haven't put the data logger in it yet, but I'm sure it's doing over 300 k's an hour, and it's just a rocket. So uh, I actually have a blast with that. Great fun with little X45 on the roof. Um, I Have a few HSDs. I've got the the HSD um, T33 and the L39. Um, also have the composite HSDs, the, the Super Viper the small one, and the new Super Viper the big one. Um, they're both fantastic. The new Superviper, the, the small one's not available anymore. The big one is um, beautiful to fly, very well behaved. And um, and then after that, uh, I've got a, a Comet, a, a 163 Comet that I didn't build but um, um, bought it and uh, changed a few things around it and uh, made it a little bit lighter and um, I, I think I've probably got 30-odd flights on it now. It's... Um, again 2.6 meter span from memory and actually maybe it's bigger i can't recall um i know it's one three one to three point five scale so good size so got a jet 200 in it and um with smoke it takes off with smoke looks like the real comet sort of taken off with the, the rocket assist and um just a joy to fly. Just it, it lands on its skid. It drops its dolly as it goes and lands on its skid. Same thing, you see it in the air. You, you can't miss a comet in the air. It looks exactly what a comet looks like. Same as like the two six two, that sort of thing. So um oh, I don't know. Uh new F that's sitting there, the uh, that hopefully will get made soon. Um there's a vampire, the same as Mario champions, oh, yeah. and I think it's um um James Griggins, um got one of those, a Sterner one. that Matthew Holt up in Cairns built. Um, I haven't flown it yet. I've had a little bit of trouble with um, aileron servos, and and uh, I put it aside, and I keep getting other jets on the table, so um, hmm. just, I can't don't come back to it. So uh, that's it's beautiful. He did a beautiful job building that. Um, so I'm looking forward to flying that. Now the new T1 F22 sitting downstairs. It's finished. It's just um, has to have batteries mounted and CG finally done, and uh, it's ready to fly. Um, that's got twin 140s in it. And, um, yeah, and, um, the F 111 that was in, um, Wang, uh, I've got one of them on order. It's, it's nearly finished as well. So, um, the F one,
0: everyone was talking about the F 111. And (laughs) I missed the hype around it too late when I was filming and stuff like that. I was like, oh, I should have found out more. But, um,
1: it, it looks great. It looks awesome. Um, Chris has got his in the, in the camo scheme, the, like the, uh, Vietnam camo and, um, of uh, some of mine in, in the um, low-vis grey, um, and uh, yeah, he's he's been going on it for a little while now, and he's he's trying to get it ready for me for casino. So fingers crossed it'll be done. But um, yeah, that's that's next on the list, and uh, that's kind of it at the moment. There's there's um, there's others that I'm sure I've missed. I could walk out in the shed and go, oh yeah, that's got a turtle. I forgot that one. And and yeah, so. There's uh, <laughs> <so, yeah. laughs> um, always but, a few. Um,
0: what? Yeah. Uh, what would you like to own next? What's missing?
1: Actually, you know, I just saw. Um, I think it's a. It looks like the Su fifty seven. Uh, it's not that. It's it's called a something fifty. I, I'm not sure what it is. There's a guy in America that's flying it, and uh, it basically looks like the Russian version of the F twenty two. And uh, I just she just talked in with him at the moment about pricing. So. Um, that would be very cool, um, but it, honestly, I'd, I'd really love a business jet. I think, yeah, um, something in the you know the the G six, you know G five sort of range, or, or or maybe a Lear. Or
0: I know someone's making one.
1: You wonder if did I you know. Say? I know someone who's making oh, one. I do. Yeah. Oh really? It's okay. Not, it's not cheap. No, well, nothing is. But,
0: um, <laughs> but no, no, I can. After this, I'll tell you who it is. Yeah, um, right. But uh, yeah, he actually. Sent me a, a a message saying, "Do you think anybody would be interested in this? This is a project that I'm
1: working on. Yeah, right. And it's a project. Okay. Yeah, it's well, pointy and shiny. <laughs> uh, that is.
0: Oh, I'd love. You know what? It's interesting how we don't see a lot of civilian kind of aircraft. Now again, we see a few sessions and stuff like that. Yeah. but I'm yeah. a big fan of them. I'm a big fan of them. Um, yeah. You know, is it Paul Richardson or something who has got the um the Epic?
1: Yes, yeah, yes. And that's, yeah, good, that's awesome. a good one to see.
0: Um, it was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. That one um, jet of the meat a few years ago, I think, at Wang Jets. But, uh, but yeah, it is. And he flies it like he stole it too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which
1: is even better amazing. to watch. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big <laughs> T-tail kind of thing. But, um,
1: yeah, 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 I'd
0: love to see um, that. But, yeah, I'll, um, I'm will i going to find the message uh, of the guy that sent it to me. Yeah, and
1: fair then, enough. Um, I'll yeah. look
0: you up because uh, I think he's looking for someone that's willing to uh, want to give it a crack.
1: Yeah, um, cool. Yeah, well, that or even a passenger one you know, it's, um, the seven, the big seven, yeah. eight seven was released a few years ago there, and um apparently it's a bit, bit hard to get, and a bit the support's not overly fantastic. I believe oh, that's what I've heard in the rumor mills. So, um, but it's a big aircraft too, so uh, uh, something like that'd be cool. But yeah, you're right. We don't. There's not a, passenger, a lot of passenger stuff that's around to see, unfortunately. So, and and every time one comes out, like the Concorde, um, everyone's like, ooh, wow, that's awesome. So, um, yeah it's 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 pretty cool to see so
0: this one's uh yeah i'm having a look at it now it's one fifth scale uh um, oh, right. what's the model i'll forward it i'll forward this to you yeah lovely it's um yeah it's not gonna be a light model though it's about 30 32 kilos or something like that yeah right i
1: can yeah so it's
0: pretty big but um i'll flick it to you 4.2 meter wingspan the,
1: the biggest drama of that is is Landing speed. At the end of the day, of that weight is landing speed. And you know, if it's it's a slippery wing and a slippery yeah. fuse, it's it's going to take a lot of room to land. Uh, it's a challenge. all can... three
0: fifty.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Nice. You could probably sit um, in it. Hey? You
0: would probably sit in it. It's that big. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... but, uh, yeah, it's Funny you big. say
1: that. That big yellow viper jet. I've got it. Uh, the amount of people that said I can put my kid in that. I'm like, yeah. go on.
0: <laughs> we'll take him for a ride. I didn't see. I didn't see you fly that at on, at Wang.
1: Oh, didn't you? Okay, I think I you know, it was either three or five flights. I can't remember, but um, great fun, beautiful to fly, absolutely beautiful as Viper Jets are. You
0: may know. Well, I do know <laughs> until it hit the ground. Um, yeah. But I'm getting another one because I just yes. I just love the Viper Jet look. I'm just, yeah, there's something about it that I that I really like. And um,
1: they're they're very well behaved. I, I've, I've got another little one as well. I actually had um, a Jet Tang Viper Jet, and that was. Um, it had an unfortunate demise. I think it was just before wing. So and, I'm not the uh, only one. No, no, no. It was only a little one, but yeah, it had an unfortunate demise. And um, how did you? you know,
0: I just want to compare notes. Um, yeah. One crash buddy <laughs> to another. Uh, did it spin oh, in or did it? It it
1: it kind of did. Yeah. Um, it it uh, it had a uh, I want to say a spectrum failure. Um, it, it definitely departed from its its original flight plan. And um, I caught it, I actually caught it and uh, got it back and then I think I actually, I, I hit full throttle in it, but I think I didn't have enough energy and um, I think I actually then tip-stalled it and, and that was the demise. So um, I think it was a bit of a combination of everything, unfortunately. Well,
0: have you seen my air crash investigation video?
1: I have, I have. And yeah, I, I, think I think you were right on the money. <laughs>
0: I think um, I, I employed some investigators, Barry Worm um, from
1: yeah. Fockett.
0: Um, flat our crash investigation team did a good yes. review
1: of it. So um He did a brief review, yes. Yeah, he yes. was amazing. He, he was a good guy.
0: Um
1: very helpful. Needs yeah. a haircut, but um, mm, definitely if, but, yeah he's a plug, go to the Flat Out you ask YouTube
0: channel. That. Yeah. Flat <laughs> Out YouTube channel, go and have a look. It's the latest video that's up there and you'll you'll see what we're talking about. But he's a he's a good guy. He really did a good job in the investigation. Pilot's a bit of Wally, but um <laughs> but Barry was pretty good, so yeah. he was awesome.
1: Yeah, so I, I think the same thing. I, I, I actually uh, tip-stalled and then just didn't have eye, enough height to, to make things go right. I was on my um, uh, gear down pass, actually, when it all went wrong. So Yeah, that um, wouldn't help. Yeah, I obviously it wasn't high, so I could see what was going on. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's been replaced with a Harlock Viper. I, I found a second-hand one that, um, that I managed to get a hold of. And um, so that little 45-size turbine, again, going in one of those. Um, and, yeah, I haven't put it together yet. Um started on the weekend actually so um yeah hopefully a few weeks time then i will go together
0: i've been Great. offered another viper jet i'm just tossing up whether i buy it or not as a sparey uh, <laughs> <laughs> the it's a reasonable price can you have too need... many vipers? this is the question <laughs> yeah, this is my thing though do i need two vipers or do i need a foamy and a and a viper um you know but i'm running out of storage space um,
1: yeah and when you say, you know, you go to an event with more than one aircraft, it, it, it does make sense. I mean, I, I wouldn't have gone to Wang with one aircraft from Brisbane, obviously. Um, no. Uh, so I, took, I filled the trailer as, well, as best I could.
0: what you should do is all the, the Queensland contingent get. Well, you need a couple of semi-trailers if the gals come down. So get a couple <laughs> of semi-trailers, load all your jets on there, come down to Wang Jets, take up most of the airport space with your big jets and then just l- yeah. look at them. We'll all just look at them because there won't okay. be enough hours in the day for everyone to fly them.
1: <laughs> to fly, you're correct. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Well, it was, um, it was awesome. Uh, from my, from my point of view coming down, um, cause it was a big effort to get there. Yeah. Um, I, I actually had dramas with, with the floods in, in Ballina and Casino and everything that were happening that same day that I was leaving. So did Tyson. And, um, yeah, that was a bit of a drama, but you know, getting down there and meeting yourself and and um, Paul McCarthy and and all the other guys that I've, I've talked to on Facebook in the past, and uh, you know, we've had things in common. It was really great to to shake people's hands and put a face to names, and and um, you know, and we all have the similar interest. Um, different uh, people go to different genres, you know, either it's warbirds or or BizJets or Vipers, you know, in your case. But, um, yeah, it doesn't matter. You've all got this common interest. And I've got to say it was um, uh, a brilliant event. I, I took uh, my dad. I'm still um, buzzing. Yeah. You, you, yeah, I'm still <laughs> buzzing
0: from it. And I'm going to Las Vegas in a few weeks, and I'm still buzzing. Oh,
1: fantastic. Yeah, and I don't know yeah. whether
0: Las Vegas is going to match. My time on the mini beers at Wang Jets,
1: yeah. You it'll be, it probably won't get there. You'll be close. I've been to Vegas a few times, so yeah, you'll be close. Really? I,
0: I don't even think Mario Shembri's come down from Wang Jets. I think he's still drunk from the mini beers, the crab, as I like to refer to him as now because he was walking sideways. <laughs> so and, yeah, I'm not joking. Oh, awesome. David Gale introduced me to mini beers, and when I go to Las yeah. Vegas, and you know, I'm going for work and it's in a the conference kind of thing, and after hours. I'll will you know go to the bar and have a few drinks with the with you know the colleagues and might say to them, mini beers anyone? Yeah. Let's get into it. Mm. What are they? Yeah. Well, let me tell you yeah. a story. Yeah. Well, there's, let me
1: show you. Yeah, there's an event right. called Wang Jets
0: and there's this alcoholic <laughs> called David he Let me introduce him. No, he's not an alcoholic. I'm sorry, David. You're not an alcoholic, <laughs> no. but you did introduce me to mini beers and a lot of other people. So it's your fault.
1: Yes, yes. I yes. become an alcoholic. So, it's your fault. Yeah. So my dad was um was there for the first time the this first event he'd been to so I can I can always say that my first swing Jets was the one I came to dad with which was is going to be awesome you know down the track and yeah. and he had the best time he thought it was just amazing so. Um, yeah, same same thing that that went across the whole board whether you're into the jets or whether you're just visiting and seeing what was going on so yeah, yeah awesome. it was really good it was it was the same as casino last year we had the same vibe and, and hopefully we can replicate that this year because uh, it, it's great fun when everyone's going well it's, together it's, it's, it's awesome
0: it's a big trip uh, to come down from mm. Queensland, and especially yeah. Yeah, as you said all the floods on and and all that which um
1: but it was worth yeah. it and I'd be happy to do it again. had a great time.
0: Well, I always say it's all about making memories. And there was a whole yeah. bunch of memories that were made and we'll all be looking forward to next year to doing it all again. So uh, yep. that's why I always say to people, go to the events. It's amazing the experiences and that's all we've got is the memories. Like, yeah, I crashed my plane, but if yeah. I can go and crash my jet and walk away saying that was the best event ever, you know that – and, stuff. Yeah, and exactly. I, and, know, that it's,
1: that it's, and I did that 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 all of
0: thirty-second flight, and that was
1: it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, there you go. And and that's the thing. I, I don't even think you have to fly. There's a couple of guys up here that you know just have the either the foam jets or whatever. I like, just just come, just even get there for a day. It, just the vibe is is amazing. So um, mm. yeah, fingers crossed. Some guys will get to at least casino. Um, and and you know if if the guys in Melbourne get out to Wang and just have a look around. and and I think everyone that I talked to was was more than happy to have a chat, and and yeah. even the spectators that came over and, and were interested in in you know said Concorde uh, Concord and seven four seven, I was quite happy to have a chat to them, and you know they know you're busy, you're trying to refuel and, and get things going so you can get up in the next flight and all that sort of thing. But um, most guys were pretty cool and and uh, easy to to talk to and and I got no problem talking to anyone and I think that was the whole theme that everyone was happy to talk to anyone and, and that's that's what makes it fun so yeah and have a laugh at whoever you can whether it's many beers involved or not
0: well I have a goal <laughs> I have a goal that I'm trying to get um, I want to have my jet ready for next wing Jets that's that's my yeah. benchmark
1: yeah because that's, that's when's that in a few weeks time isn't it is that no, no, it's Wang jets. Was, when, You're talking about the like, – because no. there's another Wang event, isn't there? There's that, another one. There's two. There's one it's Wang so Jets event. All right. the other ones
0: are just like part of the Victorian jet scene kind right. of thing. But this okay. is, the Wang Jets is the four-day event. So right, I'm, right. I'm that is it. my okay. goal because I've got to get my turbine back from Germany, which is over there, sure. Jetcat, if you're listening, which you're probably not – um, it's in Germany. Uh, if you can grab it and put it to the top of the pile, because um, you know, this is the Flat Out RC podcast, and I've got a lot of people listening to this. Yeah that are waiting yeah, for yeah. that jet to come back because, you know, that's right. how can I do more demo flights at these events if I don't have a Well, flight?
1: that's right. It, it, it's it's hard to, to keep your peeps satisfied without flying that's in right. front of The peanut of them, gallery, you know?
0: as I refer to them. <laughs> the, um, I have peanut gallery members. It's an expanding gallery, actually, of the um, peanut gallery. But, um, yeah, I... I, I, I inaugurated a few extra members actually i inducted them um <laughs> yep. at wang jets um Dodd, yep. um mm-hmm. he joined the group and um darcy wilson and uh cameron sexton uh, yes. so three new members so um and they'll always yep. be the three to musketeers as a peanut so, well
1: done <laughs> yes.
0: uh okay so you're going to build a civilian jet like a you know like this challenger it, that'll be good yeah i'd hope you yeah can.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm- definitely not a builder but I'm definitely a buyer so I'm, I'm like I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a checkbook pilot but uh, I, I'm not a builder so that's a yeah, new category are
0: you a flyer a builder
1: <laughs> or a buyer yeah. <laughs> at the moment
0: I'm a buyer like my, my jet true. that I'm getting is PNP it's got the surveys yeah. in it why because even that's that is too much of a hassle for me at this present time in my life <laughs> and please all you people there that love to build I'm not anti building it's just that no, I, I'm so busy with Lots of things on, you know. I'm a superstar table tennis player now. I'm, you know, so I'm doing that a couple of nights a week. I've got this podcast to do. I've got work commitments. The family want to see me. They haven't seen me a lot lately. I'm a dirt bike. I've got a jet ski. I've noticed you're into jet skiing.
1: Yeah, Yeah, really. Oh, you started that, have you?
0: (laughs) We all have a lot in common, and I did. I've used it once because I got it at the tail end of our summer season, which because you know here in Victoria.
1: it's probably a little chilly i
0: can't (laughs) wait for the warmer weather to come
1: yeah because it's got 300 Uh, horsepower and it's supercharged so nice nice um i've got one myself same deal and uh up here in sunny queensland where we can usually go anywhere anytime it's been raining pretty much for three months solid so uh, the amount of debris in the water is is just not good so yeah not using the ski a great deal well uh uh,
0: mark tatty and i have got the same kind of jet ski Okay, and when I yeah. had him on the podcast we were talking about it and um I said I've got these plans to do some like big big adventures I want to do like big trips you know put mm. a couple of jerry cans on the back and he said oh, Count yeah, you're going to need them so it's <laughs> it's keeping it in the jet theme people if you think we've gone <laughs> off topic remember this yeah. podcast is all about marriage
1: advice that's right that's Starring right yeah. so no I'm I'm not against building either at all I, and I take my hats off to the guys who can I, I just can't I, I'm, I'm Stretch for time with with whatever I've got going on as well, and um, yeah, I, I get too frustrated too quickly, and and there's too many things that are lined up ready to do um, without taking time with building things. So, yeah, um, my hats off to them. they do a great job. Yeah, John.
0: but you know, as I say, John, we will there will come a day when we won't have those work commitments, and <laughs> right. I'm more than happy to sit there and wake up in the morning, and go, what will I do today? I know. Back into the shed to finish that model
1: off <laughs> yeah yeah um my my dream my dream would be to build a bell x1 um you know the oh, chuck jaeger yeah, supersonic yeah, yeah. blah blah cool. blah yeah um i've got plans rocket I've, engine and uh and i've got plans to to do it but uh it's it hasn't even started yet so um yeah that would be that would be awesome one of those for sure well um, in my mind.
0: i'm just gonna remind people mine is a super chipmunk <laughs> that that is that is my long term. Um, yeah, well, that's achievable. there's plans out then for them, isn't there? Oh, well, there's plenty. There's la- there. laser cut kits is heating. Yeah, um, there you go. I've yeah. just done. A, I've done a search on a Bell X One RC Jet, and yes, yes, it has been built before.
1: It has um, rocket power, but too. It's, it's not a true jet. They they normally stick a rocket in their bum, so. Um, yeah, the one to have a true turbine in it and flying around for a decent flight is, uh, I believe, I don't know if it's been done, honestly, um, but I think it's quite possible. My Comet one six three is has no direct airflow to the turbine. Oh, really? It's pulling pulling air through um, like basically fly screens in the fuselage, um, and that's where it's it's feeding a, a XPL two hundred. So
0: and, that guy's and, okay. and still
1: quite. Yep, I've got a a data logger on it. It does 260 Ks an hour. It does not choke. It does not struggle for air at all. So my thoughts are the Bell X1 could have the windscreen. Um, And I don't know if... I think everyone who's interested in jets would know what an X1 looks like. The big windscreen is quite flat with all the uh, cross-bracing in it. If that was done in a, um, like a, a stainless steel mesh or, a, or like a fly screen type material in the black, it would still look scale and that would be the air intake and, and I think that would work really well. So, um, yeah, that's that's on my plan for the one day, uh, the, the build and Endor project, I'd say. So, yeah, who knows? <laughs> I won't say watch this space because I'm not a builder. So, <laughs> if anyone out there wants to build one for me, yeah. please put your hand up. Pay you. Before
0: I say that, like, I've had... Um, when I um threw my F5J glider into the back of my head and had to get the fuselage redone, I just said to Dave yeah. Prattley from Dave's Toys for Big Boys, big shout out to Dave Prattley, yeah. Dave, here's the drill. I want to fix yeah. my glider. Right. Um and I know that you've probably got a spare fuselage, but here's the yeah. here's the deal. I ain't gonna fix it because you know what? It will take me five years. It took me five years to build a hundred cc model. I will pay you to put it together for me. Strip the old one and put it back together again because whilst you're doing that, I'll go and make money plus a little bit extra to make sure that I can pay for it and then it will be done and I'll be able to fly it a lot quicker. And he said, no problems. And he was extremely reasonable um, and did a good job. Now I've just got to put the receiver in and that will take two years. Yeah. Uh, yeah well
1: you know i, I hear you <laughs> <laughs> it's just priorities
0: at this stage of our lives you're, you're a couple of years older than me but we're in, we're in the thick of it i say this is the thick it, of it
1: definitely and uh, definitely.
0: we'll set ourselves up now and then we'll be able to build super chipmunks when we retire
1: Exactly. Yeah. All right. You build a super cheap pump. I'll do a super cup. That'll do. Okay. <laughs> and we'll have a race. <laughs> okay. Ready. Set. Go. Time starts now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Every time I see you, go, you started that project yet, John? Nah, not yet. Yeah. Either of I. So we're neck and neck. I bought a wheel today. <laughs> I looked at. I looked at a photo of one on the internet. Does that count? <laughs> I, I bought a wheel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had a guy once when I had um, still didn't have to make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I had three D hobby. Australia, the business selling three D hobby shop uh, aerobatic yeah. aircraft. I had this guy, made of on Con Visavatis, and and he he said, "Oh, I love coming here." I was, I, I had a warehouse, right, and he used to come to. Yeah. Me. He goes, he bought a plane off me, and he goes, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy one servo at a time." And so I can come and see you every week. I said, No, you're not. I don't yeah. want to see you every week. <laughs> he, he goes, No, nah, I'm going to buy one servo at a time so I can just keep on coming back and hanging with you. I'm No, nah, I've got work to do. He's a mate. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm going to buy one servo. Like, nah. Well, that's what it'd be great. like. I, I bought a servo arm. For my super chipmunk, (laughs) and once a year, it'll be I'll pick a date, and once a year, I'll buy one thing for that super chipmunk. (laughs) Life one project, yeah, that's it. See you exactly. Anyway, people are going to think that we've lost the plot, but we have. And now, um, (laughs) we could probably go on for hours, but um, Mm. we're going to run out of tape. (laughs) The so I might have you back at some point in time, John. Or we can continue our um, our new podcast of um, marriage advice, <laughs> <laughs> relationship <laughs> advice with John and Andrew. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know if I'm the right person for that, but anyway. <laughs>
0: well, that's a whole topic in it's <laughs> that's a whole topic in itself. How to hide your model yeah, airplanes yeah, from your partner, yeah, uh,
1: and, and probably a really dangerous one. <laughs> uh, I
0: know we've all got stories to tell. Of, yeah. Of, how do we yes, hide? Sure. I've been pretty good. No, my wife knows what I spend, but sometimes you say, How much was that? I haven't seen that one before. And I've gone, <laughs> Got it cheap. How much was yeah, it? Right. It was on sale. <laughs> and if you say something and like, I always wanted it, that doesn't count, people. It does not count.
1: No. Because no, then no, they'll say, no. Well, I
0: always wanted a lot of other things. I wanted a Ferrari, but I don't have one of those.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, when you say you're on a need to know basis, that
0: doesn't go well. Either. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, I had uh, I had a, a story when I was racing cars where there was this guy who spent a bit of money on race cars, and his wife said, "That's it. This weekend, I'm going to go and try and spend as much money as you do when you go out racing. I'm going now." And she went out to the shops and whatever, and she came back and she said. Can't do it. <laughs> I can't find <laughs> enough things to buy. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough stuff. There's not enough stuff. Yeah, so yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. But we Aero yeah, models. Wouldn't we wouldn't like. have that problem. Imagine if you, I, I missed out on the $80, $80 million Powerball um, a few weeks ago because they gave me the wrong <gasps> numbers again. It's the worst business ever. They keep on giving me the wrong numbers. But, yeah, I would have um, – It's have hard had to
1: find good help, eh? Hey?
0: I know. <laughs> Gee, it's just not on.
1: Dude. And they, they have no sympathy when you make a complaint. It's yeah. just ridiculous.
0: Because people must, <laughs> think, they must think that i make a fortune out of doing this podcast and i actually have no <laughs> revenue model. And, and so if they knew that, they might sit there and say, oh, look, it's Andrew's turn to win the Powerball. Give him the 80000000 million. He'll go yeah, to a good cause. Yeah. You'd think so. I'm going to nice. build my own flying but field no. with an asphalt runway and a hangar there. That's what I'm going to do with my $80 million.
1: That would be all right, wouldn't it? And yeah, I'm, absolutely. A couple of hundred acres on an Iran runway and a big hangar, and yep. yeah, it would be perfect. And I'm going to
0: say, trespassers will be prosecuted and it's just going to be me. There'll be no club yeah. politics. I'm the president, the secretary, the registrar. It's a it's a club of one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I think if you do that, you should have – if you've got that much money, you should be able to pay for the semi-trailers to come down from Queensland to bring the models down, and then we can fly in. That would be better.
0: Yeah, look, for a slab of <laughs> mini-beers. I'll probably I'll have to think about I to consult my wife. She's managing the finances now. <laughs> we've only got 79 million to go. <laughs> we yeah, just don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, awesome. let's you, try to wrap this up because people are going to get sure. sick of us laughing at each other and our stupid yes, jokes. Because yes. seriously, we've come up with some really stupid jokes. This is the 103rd episode of the Flathead RC <laughs> podcast. And if this is uh, setting the tone for future episodes.
1: So you still at listeners. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> well, <you're> still listening. <laughs> Congratulations. You made it to the end of episode 103. But you know what? People, you know what? People well will send me messages, Gavin Sexton, will say, oh, yeah. that was so much fun, right? So I hope you're laughing along. And if you're not, get a life because we're funny, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Gavin. <laughs> Gavin. <laughs> no, nah, Gavin's easy, he's a mate. He, he's, he's easy to please. He'll be all
1: right. He's good,
0: though. And if you don't like the podcast, don't send me a message. Don't waste your time.
1: Yeah, I don't care because right.
0: John and I, <laughs> our next podcast is going to be wonderful.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so For sure. the
0: final question is the question that we wrap up all these podcasts with. I don't even know whether you're listening to this podcast, but I said I don't care if you do, John. You've been a great guest. Yes. Um, Thank you. What has been your favourite model of all time?
1: Okay, so I mentioned the Comet earlier, the Comet 163, um, and, and the, yeah, that would have to be it. That would have to be my favourite model. I'd be pretty devastated if I lost that so uh it's it's beautifully balanced it, it um it flies fast it flies slow it uh does everything it's supposed to do it has a, a unique um glide path and um uh it's challenging to land um because you're landing on a skid um or have airspeed on it and if you're 10 k's an hour over you're you the 90 k's an hour over the fence um it lands you know thirty metres longer than it should. It, it's just it requires some precision, which is kind of fun because I'm I i do not normally fly with precision. I normally fly and just punch holes in the air. So um it's challenging, it's fun, it's iconic, it's uh, one of the it's definitely the only one in Brisbane. Um and yeah, I, I absolutely have the ball with it. Um it's it's nice and simple. It's it's just a wing, you know, just a delta wing and um uh yeah it looks good. What looks size great what size? Sorry. What
0: size motor is
1: it? That's the the XBL two hundred. Um, and again, you know, there's no intakes, so everything looks sealed from the front. Yet you've got this massive amount of noise coming out the back end, and um, it's got smoke on board, as I said earlier. And uh, yeah, it just it's just different. Um, it's different. It's big. It's it's yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I can't can't say enough about it. I just thoroughly enjoy it. Um, uh, i love all the other stuff as well don't get me wrong i think every model i've got is my favorite and i think a lot of guys would, would um understand that feeling about their, their aircraft and uh um but that one is definitely definitely very special so yeah that's for me that's probably the the best one i've got in my mind or the my, one i most enjoy, put it that way
0: well it sounds like a very very good choice of model. so well done mm. my favorite is yours man. is your Concorde. so i'll take that one uh, <laughs> If you want to donate it to me now that we're partners in podcast.
1: Um, well, a few people have said their favorite model is the Concorde. Um and I, you know, don't get me wrong, I love it as well. But uh and um but yeah, the, the comet uh, with the, the challenges it brings, it, it's definitely my favorite for sure. So yeah. Not that I'd sell the Concord, you're not getting at that <laughs> Fine, I
0: thought we were friends. <laughs>
1: I thought you were you were going with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. You know? You know, I, I
0: spend the last hour and a half with you sharing all my I know, right? inner I know. secrets yeah. and deep and meaningful Cra- stuff about stuff and this is where and it's ended. Nothing. Well, John, it's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed having a chat with you. A lot of laughs, which is good. I don't think I've laughed more on a podcast than, good, and, and, good. you know, it's been 103 episodes, so uh, we've lasted, uh, so it's, it's taken me a while to laugh so much. We've had some good
1: games. And still I'm, laughing,
0: yeah, well, there you go. I'm yeah. still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll, look, I can't wait to see you end, uh, down at Wang. Uh, we'll probably be the next opportunity down at the Wang Jets event and uh, all the best and get those models down here again so we can enjoy
1: them thanks for your interest and um, I'd, I'd love to come back so uh, if I can make it happen I certainly will for sure about to leave
0: already packing come with me I'm not really asking we'll get away to a place where we don't know Another episode of the Flat Out RC podcast done and dusted. A big thank you to John Carney for joining me. I really had a lot of laughs. That was an enjoyable chat with with John. Uh, I'm hoping to get out flying the next few weeks. I was having a look at my calendar. Going got a bit of a got a, you know, a few free weekends. I reckon. a long weekend coming down here where I where I live. I am heading to the US. I will be in the US for a week um, later or middle of June. Uh, time period and uh just for work and i will be back though but uh, there will be a podcast so i'm making sure that I have a podcast that week i probably have to load it up whilst i'm overseas but that, that's okay i'll work out how i can time it effectively um so yeah so that uh looking forward to that little trip and that getaway but uh look get out flying no matter where you are uh you know if you're in the northern hemisphere you're coming into, the, into better weather so you should be out flying down here in australia we're coming into winter but we're still on the cusp of here australia's a big place if you're from the north you've probably got better weather than what we have down here Even know you've had a lot of rain but do what you can get out there get in the shed build a model get out flying and tell your friends so they can come along as well anyway i'll be back next week with more talk to you then